Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. I want to tell you three things that I love about you. I love about your smile. You love my smile? I love your smile. I love your laugh. You have a contagious and amazing laugh. I love your beautiful singing voice. Welcome to the What I Love About You podcast. Happy Thursday. Happy February. I cannot believe that we are in the second month of 2021. I'm still saying 2020. I honestly started saying it just as like a response to things. I'm just like, oh, 2020. And then I realized, no, we are in fact in a new year. There's just a lot of the same things going on. But I am so excited for a new month. And I wanted to kick off this month talking about love. Now I know Valentine's Day is in February. I know there's going to be a lot of focus. There's a lot of advertisement. There's a lot of different things you're going to see all about love. Before you tune me out, maybe love has left you feeling hopeless. Maybe love has left you feeling less than. Maybe love feels like something you're never going to truly experience. Before you just check out, I want to share some things with you that can apply to any person. Whether you have been married for 50 years, you've been dating for two years, you are anywhere in between or never been in a relationship and you've, you're, you're single and wondering if it's ever going to happen, if you're ever going to find that true love. I believe there are some things in this episode that can speak to right where you are. And I think this is such an important message. This thought process and what we're going to talk about today changed everything for me. It changed all of my relationships. So before we dive in, I do want to also talk about the fact that February is Black History Month. This is something that is so important to me. And one thing that I love is the fact that I've been able to interview such a diverse group of people. So I would encourage you to go back and check out a few different episodes that I've had. Sam Acho, Megan Duke, Christian Bossi, most recently Tori Fontenot. There's some amazing, amazing people that have been able to come on and speak to real issues that are going on right now, but also speak to what it's like to be a person of color in America right now. And I don't want to just skim over the fact that this month is important, that we need to continue to lean in, that we need to continue to be listening, that we need to continue to be learning. And I trust these voices and these voices have been such a source of information and just eye-opening perspective for me. I'm so thankful for them, for all of my guests I've had. It's crazy to think about the fact that in just a couple months, it will be the What I Love About You podcast first birthday. I launched this podcast April 23rd on my 30th birthday, and I can't believe we're in February. In just a few months, we will be a whole year into this crazy endeavor, this new adventure, this thing that I started thinking, well, you know what? If one person listens, awesome. If it's just my mom, that's okay. I never really knew where it was going to go. And my favorite, one of my favorite parts about this last 10 months has been the conversations I've gotten to have. So I would encourage you go back. There's always a little note on the episodes. If there's a guest speaker, go back and check those out because we've had some incredible guests. I have been so privileged and feel so honored to get to sit down and interview them. It's my favorite thing to do when I know that I have a podcast episode coming up where it's going to be an interview. And we have a few more coming up soon. And I'm always looking for 
people to just let you hear from their perspective, their stories, specifically about life-giving words and how they can change everything. And we've gotten to talk to people that are in all walks of life, people that are from all kinds of different backgrounds, that use life-giving words in different settings and in different ways. And it's just been such an encouragement to me of the power of our words. So I'm so thankful for every single person that's taken the time to listen. And I'm so thankful for every single person that's taken the time to be a guest on this show. They are all so special to me. And God has used each and every one of them in many ways in my life. And I just love what they've shared. So if you haven't, if you got some time to kill, got maybe a long commute or some dishes piling up that you need to get to, go back and check out some of those episodes because they truly have been incredible. Okay, so what about love? When you saw that title, you might have cringed a little bit. You might feel like something else talking about love right now. Seriously, we're less than two weeks out from Valentine's Day. Why do we need to talk about love? But before you write this off, like I said, just lean in for just a minute. I want to share with you something that I realized that changed everything for me. I was reading in Matthew and I was reading about the greatest commandment. And if you've never read the Bible, if you don't know anything about any of this, you're still welcome here. And I want you to hear this because I believe that this truth applies no matter what you would say you believe spiritually. There's so much power in God's word and so much truth in it. And if you do have that personal relationship, you've probably experienced the power in it. But if you're somebody that's like, hey, I'm not so sure about that. I don't know what I believe with all that. You're still welcome here. And I believe that this principle can change your life no matter where you find yourself in this journey called life. But in Matthew Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Basically, this is a moment where people are saying, what's the most important thing we want to know? Because there's a lot of different good things. There's a lot of different important things. But what is the most important thing? And he answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And now you've heard this all the time, probably love your neighbor as yourself, you know, love God, love others. It's been packaged in different ways over the years, but I want to take a second and just point out to you, I had heard this verse a million times and there was a point when I was reading it and I read the last two words as yourself and it struck me the way that I love myself will impact the way that I love my neighbor. And ultimately will impact the way that I even love God. The way that I love myself really is the lens in which I view love. If you've ever really dealt with not loving yourself, of feeling very negative, critical things about yourself, you know that it puts this damper, it puts this lid on your love for other people. Now, Sure, we can separate and go, well, that person deserves my love. I just, I don't deserve my love, but that person does, or that person's so much better than me, or, you know, you, you can try to separate, but there's always going to be a point that you can't reach in your love when you don't love yourself. And I started thinking about, you know, why does he say, love your neighbor as yourself? He could have just said, love your neighbor. But I think God knows in the way that we're created, it can be so hard to love ourselves. It can be so hard to truly see the beauty within us. We can see it in other people. We can give grace to other people. We can show kindness. We can show compassion to other people. But with ourselves, it can be really, 
really hard. I believe everything flows from how we love ourselves. And whether that's a really, really small little creek. I remember when I was younger, we would go visit family in North Carolina and we'd walk up this mountain and we'd go to this little creek and it eventually got to a bigger creek. But this one little part, I mean, I could at seven years old, step right across. It was tiny. There was just this little bit of water flow. Whether it feels like my love for myself feels like a little, little creek. I want it to feel like this big river or ocean. But right now it just feels like Maybe there's some things I love about myself. Or you might feel like, no, yeah, I love myself. I love myself. Sure. I would challenge you to stop and evaluate. How do your words and actions and thoughts support that? Do you really treat yourself like someone that you love? Do you talk to yourself the way you would a friend or a family member? So often I think we can say, yeah, I love myself because we feel like we're supposed to. But how are we really doing? I found myself in a season of not loving myself, of feeling very critical and very negative about myself. And I realized very quickly that it was impacting the way I was able to love other people. Ultimately, most importantly, it was impacting the way I really saw God because it was so hard for me to believe that a God that knows everything about me could love me when I can't even love myself. And I started on a journey and I want to share some things that were really helpful to me personally on this journey. Now, this is my personal story. These are things that have helped me on this journey of truly loving myself, truly growing in that love and recognizing that because everything flows from it, I'll be honest with you. That was my motivation in the beginning was, you know what? I want to be able to love others better. I want to be able to love God better. I want to have a closer relationship with him. And this is an area that's really hindering that. So it wasn't just, I want to love myself more. And I know that's a great thing. It came from a place of this is impacting other areas and that's not okay. And that was my motivation in the beginning. And maybe that's where you find yourself and that's okay. But these are some things that really helped me and opened my eyes to what I was really dealing with. It helped me get to the root of some of the issues and some of the struggles and reasons why I really struggled with loving myself. And I want to share them with you. And I want you to know that no matter what it is that you find that helps you, it's so important to begin the process of evaluating, do I love myself? Do I genuinely, wholeheartedly love myself? Do I celebrate myself? Do I speak kindly about myself and to myself, what are the actions and the words that support this idea that I love myself? Because honestly, when I think back to the season when I probably loved myself the least, if someone would have said, you know, hey, make sure it's important, love yourself, I would have been like, yeah, I'm good on that. Really in my heart of hearts thinking that's not important. God doesn't care if I love myself. He cares how I treat other people. I was missing it, guys. I was missing the fact that I am precious and valuable to God. And just like you would not walk into an art gallery and start criticizing the beautiful artwork of an artist while they're standing right there and telling them, look at this, and this could have been done differently. I would never do that. I've shared with you guys, I am not the most artistic. I'm not the most creative. I'm working on it. I have a sketch book just to you know, let you guys know if you've been listening to previous episodes. I'm working little by little, trying to just have this little creative outlet and really working hard on not expecting it to be perfect, embracing the imperfections. But as someone who would not consider myself 
an artist by any means, I would never go try to criticize an artist's artwork. And what I realized is I was doing that to the creator of the universe every time I criticized myself, every time I tore myself down, every time I thought less of myself. It was, I'm sure, like a slap in the face to God because I am his creation. I am his child. He died for me. He saw fit to sacrifice his son for me. So who am I to then tear that down? But in this process, when I really started to realize, okay, wait, love your neighbor as yourself. Maybe there's something important there. Maybe there's something important when it comes to loving myself. I went on this journey and there's a couple things that really, really helped me. First and foremost, I cannot stress enough the importance and the power in finding a good counselor. Now, I will say as a person of faith, I do think it's so important that you find a Christian counselor because you have this whole spiritual part of yourself. And if you are not having a counselor that can address those things, it's not going to be the full experience. doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean they can't be effective, but I do think there's going to be a limit on how effective they can be if they can't speak to something that's so important to you. So a Christian counselor is a game changer because being able to talk through what you're feeling and what you're thinking in a safe place and have someone point out maybe some patterns they see or have someone point out maybe some ways that you're being really hard on yourself or the fact that you don't love yourself. Having that trusted voice of an outside opinion Someone that doesn't have to say anything to you, speak to you. You know, when your mom says it or maybe a close friend or your husband or boyfriend, it might feel like they have to say that. But when a counselor says something to you and speaks to something, you know, one, they have a lot of education and experience and two, they don't have to say anything. It's such a powerful tool and really understanding a lot of the struggles, issues, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to label the things that are keeping you from loving yourself, what's the root? And counseling is something that can help so much with that. Another amazing tool for me has been the Enneagram. And I know I've referenced this a few other times. I will say there's many different personality tests and different tools out there that help you get to know yourself. The Enneagram was something that I kind of just took a deep dive into There's a few different podcasts that talk about it. There's actually even some songs. Sleeping at Last did a song for every number. The Sacred Enneagram is a book that I read. The Road Back to You. There's lots of different resources, and I'll list some of them. And I know I've talked about it in other episodes. But I do want to say it is so important that you recognize that this journey of really getting to know yourself is going to be just like getting to know anyone else. It's going to take some work, and it's going to take some effort. In the beginning, I thought, I was an Enneagram three. I spent about six months thinking I'm an Enneagram three because I took some tests online, some free tests. And a lot of them I scored highly as a three. I I, I just kind of assumed, okay, these tests are probably right. And then I read and I was like, okay, I, I don't really feel like I relate to all of that, but I just must not know myself that well. And I really took these tests as like, must be true. Well, we all know when we're answering questions about ourselves, especially on these personality things, it can be really hard to pinpoint. So I continued to read, I continued to research, and I actually was reading through a book with my husband called Becoming Us, and it was all about the Enneagram and relationships. I highly recommend it. And as we were reading the book, there's a description of each number, and he had actually never read through the descriptions of all the numbers, 
And when he read about the Enneagram one, he was like, we read one, two, and three and we finished. And he said, um, so after reading that, do you think that maybe you relate at all to any of the numbers other than three? And there's only one and two. We'd only read the first three. And I realized I did relate to some of the things that it listed for the one, but I read in one book that the Enneagram one was labeled the perfectionist. And I immediately said, oh no, I am not good enough to be an Enneagram one. And then he read the core longing. You are good. And it was this light bulb moment for me. And after that point of understanding more about myself, and I'm still learning, and I will say the Enneagram can be one of those things that once you go down this trail, there's constantly new information I'm learning and not new as though it's changing, but there's just a lot of different resources and information out there. And so I think you've got to keep it in check. You still need to be having other things that you're learning about and reading. And absolutely for me, the Bible still is the number one thing, spending time with Jesus, hearing what he says about me. But this is a tool that can absolutely be used. And it's something that has helped me so very much. There's many different tools out there that can help you get to know yourself. The third thing that I would say is just check in with yourself. Ask yourself, how am I doing? And think back in the last 24 hours. What is what have my thoughts about myself been like? What have my words about myself been like? What have my actions been like? Maybe you're working out from a place of punishment. Maybe you're talking with a friend and you feel like you have to put yourself down because they may not really want to celebrate the great things that are happening in your life. Or you have to downplay success or downplay the amazing things that are going on because you don't want to come across as that girl or that guy or be too confident or too cocky. Are you selling yourself short? I think it's so important to step back because for so long I would have said, yeah, 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 yeah. I love myself. Okay. Yeah. Got it. But when I really stepped back and started paying attention to my words and my actions and my thoughts, I realized they communicated anything but that. What I love about you is that you have the power to love. And with that power, you can change the world. But please don't forget to love yourself. You can love you. You should love you. It is a good thing to love yourself. Does that mean that you're going to love everything about yourself? No, we're all imperfect, broken people that still mess up, that still have things that we wish that we could grow and improve and we hope to become better at. That's a part of growth. That's a part of recognizing you're on a journey. But right where you are right now today, just as you are, the creator of the universe loves you beyond your wildest dreams in a way that we can't even fully comprehend. A love that is so unexplainable and unconditional. So if the creator of the stars and the moon and the sun and the ocean and the mountains sees fit to love you. You need to love yourself. It's okay. You're allowed to, and it's important. Everything that you do when it comes to love will flow from that place of loving yourself. And I want to take a second and speak to any parents that are listening, if you're in a place where you don't love yourself, 
you're doing a disservice to your children. This is what I had to realize. I get to teach my kids how to love themselves by being an example. If you're tearing yourself down, if you're belittling yourself, if you're being cruel or speaking cruelly to yourself, or if you're allowing other people to do that, your kids are watching and they will think that that's okay and acceptable. It is also okay to put up boundaries and to put things in place where you're not going to allow people in your space that are going to tear you down. You're going to stand up for yourself because you love yourself and because you get to teach those little people that are watching. If you're single and you hope and you pray and you're just longing for the day when you get to celebrate Valentine's Day with the love of your life, with your soulmate, you can't wait for that moment. I promise you, it will not be all that it could be if you don't first love yourself. And maybe in this season of waiting, what God's wanting you to truly grasp is you're enough. Just you, as you are right now, are worthy of love. And if you believe that and you truly begin to love yourself, you will be able to love others well, better than you could imagine. If you truly begin to love yourself, you will understand that you deserve a certain kind of love and you won't settle. You won't sell yourself short. You won't be in a scenario where in 10 years you're in a toxic relationship and you're constantly being torn down by the person that you just couldn't wait for. Imagine what it's like to be somebody that's waiting to be in a relationship, waiting to be in a relationship, waiting to be in a relationship, then finally gets in a relationship And it's anything but healthy. It's anything but uplifting. It's anything but filled with love. But you settle because you feel like that's all you deserve. The way you love yourself now will impact the kind of love that you're able to receive. So this is worth putting in the work. This is worth pouring your heart into it. Check in with yourself. Get to know yourself. You are worthy of love. You are already loved. Love yourself. So it is my prayer that today and every day you will begin a journey of loving yourself. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall flat on your face sometimes. I know I do. But you get back up and you remember why it's so important that you're worthy of love and everything you do will flow from that love. Hey, this is Kaylee's husband, Barry, and I just wanted to say thanks so much for checking out today's podcast. You guys' love and support for this podcast has been incredible. It's been overwhelming. And listen, we love reading through the reviews. We love seeing what uh, this space and these life-giving words are doing for each and every one of you. And so if you haven't had the opportunity yet, man, we'd love for you to go and like and and rate leave a review for the podcast you can subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode but that's just a great way to help get this out there to more people and to help spread this life-giving message we love you guys we're praying for you have a great rest of your week